You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today, I'm so excited to talk with the ladies behind Renwick Golf. I stumbled upon them when my friend Diana Rose Spire posted one of their tops and was so happy I did now that I'm taking golf lessons again. They're making modern pieces for women to wear on the golf course, and they're cute enough to wear around town. Bonus points that they're the most amazing fabric, too. These two have an impressive background working with some of my favorite preppy brands. Reese Witherspoon might be one. So you'll want to tune in and learn more about them. All right, ladies. Thank you for joining me. Why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hello there. Uh, We are the Renwick Sisters. We are from Bedford, New York. I am Sarah. And I am Pippa. Uh, We are the co-founders of Renwick Golf, which is a new brand making classic polo shirts for women. And we're excited to be here today. Awesome. I'm so happy. I stumbled upon you guys on Instagram, actually. I think my friend Diana, she maybe posted and then someone else had posted or somehow you stumbled onto my feed. And I'm like, I have to check these guys out. Um, So I'm so happy you're here with me today. But my first question is, you know, what was growing up like for you guys? Were you always interested in entrepreneurship or love, you know, sports? Like what, what was it like as your childhood? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we both worked in the corporate retail industry for 16 years at brands like J. Crew, Vineyard Bynes, and Reese Witherspoon's Draper James. Um, but neither one of us would consider ourselves designers. Um, however, between the two of us, we've pretty much covered everything else in the retail industry, from merchandising to inventory planning, forecasting, brand partnerships, and e-commerce. And we did grow up in an active family, so we all love sports. Um, Skiing and golf are always two of the sports that we could do together as a family. So that was really important to our parents. Um, So we have a lot of childhood memories of golfing. So fun. (laughs) That makes sense. Yes. Our parents would, you know, just pile us all into a golf cart on summer evenings and we'd pack a cooler with snacks and drinks. Um, So we definitely grew up around golf and our mom was and is an amazing golfer. So we always have memories of her bringing home trophies and plates from winning all these golf tournaments. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel like most of the time I hear, you know, it's the dad. So I love hearing (laughs) that it was your mom that was this amazing golfer with all the trophies. (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool so Um, now where did you guys study like what did you end up going to school for then like you've you clearly had this love for sports but like you said you didn't consider yourself a designer so I'm curious as to what you know when you went to college you ended up picking and studying Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Wake Forest University and I studied communications and Spanish And I went to University of Virginia and double majored in economics and art history. Very cool. So why did you guys pick those two things? Um, Sort of what led Mm -hmm. you to that? 
<laughs> I, um, you know, I, I guess we kind of always had an interest in this industry and in retail, but I always knew that I didn't want to go to school for fashion specifically. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a liberal arts education. Um, and we have some family in the South, so we kind of both looked in that area. And when I got to Wake Forest, um, you know, I had already been taking a lot of Spanish classes when I was in high school. So I kind of just continued that felt like it would be good to be um, bilingual and have that. And then communications was also just something that I was interested in. They kind of went well together. Yeah. And then for me, I uh, always loved art history. So I was set on being an art history major. And then around my junior year, I sort of panicked, like, am I going to be able to make a career out of this? So I threw in the economics degree too, which was worked out. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I think uh, an art degree would be so cool. I interviewed someone the other week and we were talking about that. And I just think you learn so much with art beyond just, you know, literal art. I feel like it, it tells the time sort of, of exactly. all the different eras. Yeah. And what they were experiencing. And I too have a communications degree. And it's funny because I was very similar. I've always wanted to, you know, work in fashion. I've always loved fashion, but I, I didn't want to be a designer necessarily. So with communications, um, I figured that's a way that I could still be in the fashion world. And, you know, I work with designers and brands today doing PR for them. So that, that's funny. I, I uh, totally recognize that same feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now you guys have these degrees. So what was your first career in both of you after after college? What did you go on to do? What was your first job? So when I graduated UVA, I got a job at J. Crew's corporate office in New York City. So that was pretty much my dream job. Um, but I was really just unpacking samples, checking them in. I was really like the bottom of the ladder. Um, but I was there for seven years. So by the time I left, I was the planning manager for Crew Cuts. So got to kind of live through Crew Cuts starting off as this one beautiful flower girl dress into kind of the business it is today, oh. which is pretty significant. So that was good. That's really interesting. Yeah, that you got to be part of that and see all of that. Yeah. And then I actually joined Pippa at J. Crew two years later um, when I graduated from college. And of course, it helps to have a sister there to help get your foot in the door. <laughs> and um, I joined as an assistant merchandiser. So I was also unpacking boxes, but ended up being there for eight years in the women's division. And I was focused on the catalog and e-commerce channels. So it was really good experience in catalog. But also that was kind of when e-commerce was really sort of kicking off. So that happened to be where there was an opening, but I always say that I feel so grateful that there was an opening on the e-commerce side of the business since that, you know, ended up being now what we all kind of focus on. So it was uh, fortuitous. Definitely. Okay. So you guys both had these dream jobs at J. Crew. I mean, I, everyone knows J. Crew, and I feel like especially, you know, years ago that it was such such a dream. Um, so now what did you do after J. Crew? Did you go on, it sounded like you worked for some other companies and did some other things. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your career journey then. Sure. So um, after J. Crew, I went to One King's Lane for two years. Um, I was there. So that was kind of the 2012 was sort of the heyday of flash sales. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I loved my experience at J. Crew. I was kind of interested in startups and something um, a little bit different. So One Kings Lane reached out to me and that ended up being kind of my first experience in startups. I was there for a few years and then I moved on to Draper James, which is Reese Witherspoon's lifestyle brand. Um, and I was their second employee. Oh so uh, really kind of helped build that brand from the ground up. And, um, and so, you know, while I thought one King's Lane was a startup. This was truly um, an amazing experience. I started on the first day and there was four of us in a teeny little WeWork. And all we knew is that she wanted to call it Draper James, but um, you know, we really had to kind of build from the ground up. So it was an amazing experience that kind of gave me the opportunity to touch really every kind of uh, side of the business and each um, you know, part of the product life cycle, which was really amazing. I love that. And so if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I always ask people, you know, who they wish would wear their brand or shop their collections. And everyone always answers Reese Witherspoon. Like, I can't even count the amount of people. So I have to ask you, have you met her in person? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I have met her in person. Yes. Everyone's going to be so thrilled to hear this. <laughs> and she's <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's kind of like a running joke because I've even had listeners like message me and be like, "Oh my gosh, everyone says Reese Witherspoon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she and the next question I always get is, "Is she as lovely as as she seems?" And the answer is also yes. Uh, she is so kind and lovely and uh, really smart. I mean, just an amazing businesswoman. All the things that she juggles between you know being an actress and a mom and um, a producer and everything else. So it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that now. So what about you? Um, so I, after J crew, I went to Vineyard Vines, uh, and I was on their e-commerce team. When I started there, there was one other person on the e-com team and then she ended up leaving. So it was a one man show. Um, and stayed there for a couple of years and then within Vineyard Vines switched over to be the director of planning for e-commerce. So I was doing the buys and the sales forecasting um, and ended up being there for five years and then took a year off to be home with my young kids. And then I worked uh, for a local company called Michelle Design Works, which had a huge wholesale business. They do these beautiful soaps and trays, um, kind of gifting. Um, But they did not have an e-commerce business yet. So I helped them launch uh, that site and business, which was really great experience. So I feel like Sarah and I kind of ended up having these final jobs where we felt like we had the tools to kind of go out on our own and start Renwick. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about that. So where did the idea for Renwick come from? And, um, you know, what was that initial spark where you guys were like, I have an idea, like, let's do this. And especially golf. I mean, it sounds like you guys were both interested in fashion always, but so why this specific category and kind of what did you see that needed to be filled in there, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while we were, you know, working in the city in our twenties, we'd come out to our parents' house in the suburbs of the city um, during the summer, and we would play golf with them. And we would always just kind of complain to each other about the lack of options for women. You know, we'd go into the the golf shops and the section that was dedicated to women just felt like such a disconnect from the selection that men had. And you know, the choices for the women were 
really feminine, you know, with just kind of details that we weren't really interested in and materials that were kind of sleek and polyester and just there wasn't really anything that we wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was kind of robbing the occasion of some joy because we were so excited to be playing golf, but the clothing options were so disappointing. And we would kind of look over at our brother and our father who were wearing these soft cotton striped polos that was basically their summer uniform because mm-hmm. they would wear it for golf, they would wear it for work, to barbecues, like basically anything that came up. Um, and so we just decided that we wanted the same thing that men had. So it wasn't a complicated idea. It just felt like it didn't exist. And Definitely. so, yeah, we would just talk about this dream of someday, you know, owning a golf clothing business for women. And, you know, that was 20 years ago. And here we finally are. But, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, did this idea spark out of COVID because everybody kind of picked up golf? And it truly is something that we have been talking about, um, you know, for a few decades. And we finally just made it happen. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know exactly what you mean. Will, he wears his golf polos all the time. And when I got um, the polos that I got from you guys in the mail, I was like, oh my gosh, these feel amazing. Like, it's true. I haven't seen anything like that for women before. And even he was like, wow, these are really nice. Like, So I totally get what you guys are talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. We just kept waiting for somebody to do it, and uh, you know, it didn't never came. So we decided to to take the opportunity <laughs> for sure. So now, how would you describe Renwick Off to someone who isn't familiar with it? Like, what's your little your pitch, or how do you sum it up in a sentence or two? Yep. So for us, Renwick is a lifestyle brand that's dedicated to making classic styles that work for the golf course or for life. Our polos are made for busy women who want to look great and feel comfortable. And the versatility is really what's so important to us. Like we were talking about with men, you know, yes, they're golf shorts, but they also look beautiful with white jeans and sandals and big earrings. Like if you're going out for cocktails um, or, you know, I love to wear them with just like Lulu running shorts and sneakers when I'm with my kids or running errands. So I think the fact that they take you everywhere is a a key component of it. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys did a great job with that on your website. Like you have the, the pieces styled for more, you know, sports but then also just with a cute pair of jeans that people who aren't even golfers uh, could wear just around town and look cute. Yeah, exactly. So now what were some of the first steps to getting started? Um, You know, you had this idea. So now what did you guys do next? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we mentioned, we kind of been talking about it for a long time. So throughout the years, we've just sort of been gathering polos that we loved. And um, we knew that a polo was going to be our key item and where we were going to start. So we just started gathering pieces that we liked and thinking about combining the elements of these different pieces to kind of create our ideal shirt. And um, so I guess it was October of 2019. It was actually my sister's birthday. Um, But we took the train into New York City and we met with a couple people in the garment district to get a pattern made. Um, We also went to some fabric suppliers to start touching and feeling fabrics um, to get a sense of what we wanted. And then really just through our industry contacts, they, you know, have been so instrumental and amazing uh, helping us find this partner. But eventually we came across this amazing uh, fair trade factory in Peru and they were uh, the ones that helped 
set up this initial collection and they've been really, really great partners um, from the get-go. And I would just just to say um, COVID was like all happening during this. So that really changed the landscape of the project. Like we had our kids around homeschool. There was kind of this job uncertainty. So to take our life savings at that point and put it into this project was a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we continued to feel strongly about it and believe in it. Definitely. So now what were some of your, I mean, this is obviously your first collection, but what was the piece that you started with that you designed first and kind of always envisioned? Was it just the classic polo short sleeve shirt or what was the first one? Yes. So the, the short sleeve polo was our first item. We knew it was going to be our key item. And we felt like as soon as we kind of nailed that, we would be able to build iterations off of it, but that we really kind of had to start with that staple. So that was our key item. And, you know, we really just kind of built off of the usefulness of the men's polo. Um, But we created a feminine cap sleeve to it to make it, you know, a little more appealing to our audience. And we built it in six colors. Um, So there's a really nice color range available. And then from there, we added the sleeveless polo, the three quarter sleeve. And then we threw in a dress as kind of our lifestyle piece. you know, for the non-golfer, we wanted to have something in the line that would be great as a beach cover-up or great to, you know, wear to lunch with your girlfriends. So we put that in as kind of our, our fourth and final piece for the initial launch. Awesome. That sounds like, yeah, I kind of figured that the short sleeve was going to be what you launched with. Now, would you guys ever do pants? Is that like down the road, do you think? Because I, I feel like it's really hard to find cute women's like pants and shorts for golf. Yes, exactly. So that is coming. Um, We are introducing some bottoms this summer. And, um, you know, we were really focused on the tops to begin with. So uh, those started development a little bit later. So they're coming a little bit later, but those should be around this summer. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's once I got the shirt in hand, I was like, oh, these are amazing. Then I'm like, I need pants like this, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a, a top search term on our site right now is skort or skirt, you know, yeah. that, that kind of comes up a lot as a top search term. So we know we know the girl, our girl wants it and uh, it's coming. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your fabrics. Like I said, the feeling of them, it's so soft and like light, but still has um, substance to it. So talk to me about, you know, how you how you pick this out, why you landed on it um, and how important that is to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fabric is uh, is amazing. I think it's definitely what sets us apart. Um, you know, we always knew we wanted to have 100% cotton. And we know just from our experience that Pima cotton is particularly, you know, some of the softest cotton that you can find. And Peru is a really good a place to find that. So, um, you know, we just to Pippa's point about COVID, I mean, we had a lot of extra months actually in this development because we didn't want to launch during COVID. Um, we had a lot of extra time to kind of work through these wash trials and treatments of the fabric to get the hand feel just exactly right. So uh, we're really glad when we hear people respond to it and acknowledge the the fabric because it, it is something that we were very, very set on getting the hand feel correct. And, um, and Peru, like we said, was, you know, just such a, a great partner in that they knew exactly what we wanted and, and how to get there. Yeah. And everyone who receives an order basically says what you said, Patricia, it's so soft. 
Um, and I think a lot of people just hear Renwick Golf and they assume performance or wicking or, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of technical fabric. So we have to kind of show people that there's a different type of golf apparel out there. For sure. Now, um, so when did you guys officially launch then? March 1st. Oh, awesome. So like a little <laughs> over a month. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so now, even though you guys are new, how are you spreading the word and marketing your business, like getting the word out and getting people to discover it? Mm -hmm. So we started with friends and family, um, you know, and they were amazing. Our site launched on March 1st, and we sent an email out to everybody that we knew, but the response was just so incredible, and people just kept forwarding it on to people that they knew and people that they knew, so it, it was definitely beyond our expectations. And we're also doing some social media ads, uh, which we're managing ourselves. So we're kind of learning as we go. Um, But again, it's been just a great response. That's great. And yeah, I definitely, word of mouth, like I said, I kind of stumbled upon you guys through Instagram, um, through another influencer friend that I know. And then I think you just kind of probably through your ads popped up on my feed. Um, So I think that that's perfect. That's great information to anyone looking to sort of launch a brand and friends and family definitely is a great way to go at first. Definitely. So now who inspires you guys? Um, so our mother is a really big inspiration for this brand. Um, you know, kind of, as we mentioned at the beginning, she has always been an amazing golfer, but also just a really natural and, you know, unfussy woman. Um, you know, she's beautiful, but in such an effortless way. And, you know, that was something that we really wanted to figure out, you know, how we could capture that. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, you know, so much of what we see today is like this false sense of beauty um, on social media and other places where it's just photoshopped and it's just not authentic. So Sarah and I wanted to kind of hang on to this classic sense of beauty that sort of comes from just being active and with your friends and family and um, just happy surrounded by the things you love. So that's kind of what we thought we would like our children to see as an example of beauty and what we saw with our mother. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And um, I think that's so great. It sounds like you guys have a a very close family and um, very loving and involved. So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. And our mom was actually the inspiration behind our logo as well. So our, you know, when we were growing up, she always wore these gold ram's head hoop earrings. Um, And, you know, when we started to do our research for this brand, we looked up rams and, you know, it turns out they're a symbol of determination and action as well as initiative and new beginnings. And um, we just, when we think about this kind of natural beauty and, um, you know, we just always think of our mom in those earrings. So as we started to to explore it, it felt like, uh, you know, a really, a a nice fit. Very cool. That's fun. I didn't realize that. So now we kind of talked a little bit about this, but what's been your biggest challenge in launching your brand? Has it been like the COVID aspect trying to balance, you know, everything or, or what, what would you say the biggest challenge has been for you guys? I would say just the adjustment to the fact that there's never a day off. You know, this is really like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I know I'm waking up at 4 a.m. just to get 
a couple hours of work in before the kids get up. And there's just, you know, our e-com store is always open. So it's not like there's a, a weekend off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a lot doing it ourselves. And I think we, you know, we realize that uh, eventually we're going to have to get our heads around hiring people and letting go of a little bit of the control. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but we're definitely not complaining. It's definitely a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. So now what are you most proud of or what's been your greatest success? I know you guys are still new, but was it, you know, your first customer or um, like what, what would you say really makes you happy? I mean, I think the sales, you know, we we hit our March sales plan in the first day. Oh so <laughs> just the fact that people from their 20s to their 60s are buying our pullas and kind of acknowledging that there was this void has just been really validating. Mm-hmm. And we know firsthand, you know, how difficult this industry can be and how tough it can be to make it. Um, and so we're just so grateful for every customer that gives us a try. Um, we know there's so many brands out there and, you know, we just are so grateful for, for everybody giving us a shot. And um, yeah, we've been really overwhelmed at the response. That's amazing, especially that you hit your your sales goal in that first day. Wow. <laughs> So yeah. now who, I mentioned this earlier when I said a lot of people say Bruce Witherspoon, but who do you wish would wear your products? It could be a celebrity, a royal, an influencer, um, anyone. Who who do you think is great for your brand and kind of epitomizes your brand? Yeah, um, we, we'd probably say Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. That would be a really good one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she always looks beautiful, but in a classy way. Yes, she is like one of my style icons. I just, I love her. Yes. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? I would say Preppy means timeless and classic. Yeah, we're kind of a relaxed Preppy though, I would say. We're, we're, not, we're not too uptight. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So I have a few little short answer questions to kind of just get to know you girls better. Um, And my first one is, what's your go-to drink order? It could be like, you know, what wine you order or your favorite cocktail or even just like a Starbucks or your favorite kind of tea, whatever your go-to drink order is. Uh, Mine would be Maker's Mark and Club Soda. Hmm. (laughs) I guess I would say Sauvignon Blanc. That, yeah, that's my go-to, especially in the summer. <laughs> exactly. It sounds good, yeah. Um, now, where are some of your favorite places for golf or tennis? Where do you love to play? Vermont has always been a really special place to us. Mm-hmm. And Bedford. I guess I would also say Bedford, where it all began. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Um. What are some other brands that you love that you could give a shout out to that people may want to check out that, you know, you guys just love or it pairs really nicely with your brand? Um, any any other small businesses or brands? Mm-hmm. Um, we love Tucker Nuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, we feel like there's a lot of overlap there as far as customers. Um, we still are, are fans of J. Crew um, from back in the day when we worked there. So I guess those would be two. What else, Pip? Um, Dudley Stevens, which I'm sure you guys all know, uh, they're great girls, great product. Um, and then Asha, I just love 
her jewelry. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, her pieces are stunning. Yes. Um, what's one thing that you can't wait for for this spring or summer? Something you can't wait to do or a place to visit? Um, what's something you can't wait for? I just can't wait to see our polos around town. I think that will be amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't really been warm enough yet. So we haven't seen them actually on, you know, in context yeah. yet. Yes, exactly. We've we've gotten a couple, you know, user generated content from people in Florida, but um, we're really excited for get for it to get warm up here in the Northeast, and for some of the country clubs that have picked up our apparel to, you know, start seeing our polos with the cool logos on them. Um, so really excited for that, and also for our new product coming in because that will really um, kind of help, uh, you know. Um, elevate the collection and add more to it and just watch the brand grow. Definitely. So speaking of that, what what's next? You shared the little sneak peek that you do have some bottoms coming out. Um, when can people look out for that or anything else? Yeah, so that uh, the bottoms should be here in May. Okay. Um, so that's the target for those. And then um, what else, Pippa? Um, we have like a little, a nice package for fall. So considering some fall sports and cooler golf weather, you'll be set. Awesome. I can't wait for these new pieces. (laughs) Yes. So my final question is where can people find you? Let everyone know your website, URL address, your Instagram handle, any of that sort of thing. So uh, we're available online on our website, which is renwickgolf.com. And our Instagram is renwick underscore golf. And then we are also in select private golf clubs on the East Coast. Perfect. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.